1: Blue Kool-Aid
2: drinkers, Big Z here. On the podcast here, we're going to be breaking down some of the new GMs that have been reported to be interviewed by the Lions, or going to be interviewed by the Lions, the hiring of Chris Spielman. That's kind of a fun one, we'll get into that a little bit. We'll get into the interesting injuries of Matt Stafford, but the especially wild and bizarre throat injury to Frank Ragnow. So a lot to talk about here. Week 15, Lions traveling to Tennessee. We'll talk about that, of course, and give our predictions. So sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. This is drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me
3: that the most intellectual football fans tend to be
1: Lions fans. Bob. Safford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're
4: on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance.
2: Gunner.
0: Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline.
2: And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl Jams. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax, it's time for the pop. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, welcome back to Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. And it's week 15 of the NFL season coming up and the Lions are going to be traveling on the road against the Tennessee Titans with a plethora of injuries. Uh, they're going to be major underdogs here on the road, so we'll have a lot to talk about, in addition to some big news in the GM shirt search. So, before we get to that, I'm Big Z, and let's get to the rest of the Blue Kool-Aid crew. We got Connor. Hey. Bob.
1: Season's greetings, everybody. Red Dog. Yo. And last but not least, UJ. Hello, everybody.
2: So, gentlemen... Let's just dive into it right here. But uh, before we get into previewing this uh, game where the Lions are massive underdogs, um, I first wanted to just go over some of the news about the Lions GM search. Uh, So there's news about them uh, interviewing. So they can't interview people currently uh, involved with their NFL season. So current employees of the NFL, they can't interview until after the season's over, but they can't interview people that are currently not working for any team. And there's three people that fit that category that have been listed. Thomas Dimitrov, the ex-Falcons GM that just got fired this year. He was there for 12 years. Scott Pioli uh, worked for the Patriots for a long time, <laughs> which which might uh, be, some people might write off right away, but he was also the Chiefs GM for a while. He won a division uh, championship, but then uh, things went downhill after that division championship. No thank and, you. And then, uh, last one is Lewis Riddick, who hasn't worked in a front office since I think 2007 or 2005 with the Eagles. Uh, he's been working with ESPN, and now he's their money. Now he's the Monday Night Football um, color analyst. Uh, but he is he's been on a lot of GM uh, radars for a while, but um, you know, th- never obviously has landed the job. So I I was curious if you guys had any feelings about these three, and if you'd like to see or immediately want to write off one of them. Uh, It seems like we all want to write off Pioli uh, based on his uh, past and the kind of connection with the Patriots.
1: Definitely don't want Pioli. uh, Like I was saying to you guys off the air, uh, it sounds like he did the same thing that Quinn did when he came over. He brought a bunch of Patriots players over to the Chiefs and just drove the franchise into the ground, which they obviously recovered when he left. But uh, no thanks. (laughs) Seen that show before. (laughs) <laughs> um, and, but that's, uh, and Dimitrov a, seems interesting,
2: the, and other things with Pioli as well. it kind of, uh he was known for like being uber secretive about all, all the operations with the front office. Like he closed the blinds in all the offices, make sure they were closed at all times. uh Todd Haley accused him of spying on him and his staff, like with their cell phones, and like it was very strange, very strange accusations. So <laughs> a lot of uh. He can, he's an NFL network and CBS sports analyst right now. I think he can uh, probably just keep his day job <laughs> right now. Uh, yeah. But you're right, Bob. I do like Thomas off a lot. Uh, I, I, he did a lot of good things with the Falcons, made uh, Made him a Super Bowl team for the one year. Uh, and he definitely can eye talent. It's just a matter uh, of getting a good coach and staff underneath him. That's that's where he might question his uh, background. I mean, do, does anybody else have an opinion about these uh, GMs?
3: No, I kind of feel like Bob does. I'm I'm okay with up as, as a candidate,
2: but uh, the rest of that, nah. Riddick Dimitriou. did engage
0: that tweet from Magic. I don't know if you saw
2: that. Yeah, uh, which was interesting. Uh, in case uh, and, and for our audience, Connor, in case they did not see it.
0: Oh yeah, basically Magic Johnson said uh, that they should the Lions should give the job to Riddick. That he's like the guy. Um, and obviously, don't put credence into the endorsement from Magic, who has no association with the Lions, really. Um, but I just thought it was interesting that Riddick actually responded to it and said like, oh, thanks. I forgot what he said exactly. I don't have the tweet up, but.
2: Yeah, I think um, he just said thanks in a prayer emoji or something. Yeah, like that.
0: It, it just makes me think that there's interest from his end on at least looking into it, which is interesting, I'll say. Yeah.
2: And and Lewis Riddick was, has been at ESPN for years, and Magic Johnson worked there for a few years, so I think they got to know each other from that experience as well. Yeah, uh, so they probably be yeah. friends.
1: Um, Riddick thing's interesting though. I mean, a lot of people seem to respect the guy and think he's going to be hired somewhere. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I just know what I read in the papers, so I, I don't really have yeah. a strong opinion on him.
0: Someone called him one of the great football minds.
2: I forgot who said that, but
0: I was like, that's interesting to say about something.
2: Oh, God. Yeah. I I mean, there's a lot of – he must have a lot of league connections to still remain involved in a GM search after being out of the league for over a decade, like in a front office capacity. Um, But let's move on to the other big news. And uh, speaking of being involved and coming back, uh, the Lions have brought back in Chris Spielman to pretty much – it's not official, but it sounds like he's pretty much, like, heading their football operations to a degree. Uh, um, Pretty much just being the top guy in terms of, like, like the last – he's the last buck in terms of, like, everybody down below, like, has an agreement on who we should hire, but we need your sign-off. That seems kind of like what his role is – and he has the complete trust of, it seems, a Sheila Ford, Camp, and Rod Wood. So, we'll what do you guys about, think? Of, what do you guys think of the Chris Spielman hire? Well,
3: Spielman is not a yes man. I think Spielman has very strong opinions on football, and I think he's a great football mind. Uh, I think uh, he's he's not going to be a yes man. I think he'd be a great asset to the Lions right now. Plus, uh, he hasn't had experience as GM, but his brother's been a GM for years. I'm sure they thought a, a good lot. one.
2: And, really uh, and a good one, yeah.
3: So, uh, no, I love it. I think it's a great thing. I, I hope he is overseeing the operation personally.
2: Yeah, I love
4: bringing yeah. in a former Lion, someone who has stayed around football. Granted, it's from a booth, but, I mean, he's been paying attention to the game, so that on top of his time in the league, I think will add a nice – I'm glad they're not making him like a GM. We don't need – I don't think we need to do another thing like that. Yeah. There's so much more to GMing than – just uh assessing talent and stuff like that but bringing him in for his football mind i think that's a great idea and uh yeah like you just said a great it should be a great asset
1: yeah i i like the uh involving spielman and like he, he even said he he's not ready to be a gm he knows his limitations but he but the guy knows football he knows what he what the lions need and it's gonna be great to have him in there in these interviews just peppering questions at these guys and you know Giving them tough questions and making them answer them, so I think it'll be great. Yeah,
2: that's a great point, Connor. Uh, do, do you have uh, any thoughts about Spielman? here? do you like the do you like the hire? For I the Lions? I really like the Spielman hire.
0: Um, I've been saying on the last few pods that I was worried about the Lions going into the search with really just ownership and Rod Wood. I don't mind Rod Wood as a businessman, but like I don't trust his football decision making skills <laughs> yeah. as a private equity guy. So bringing in a guy like Spielman, I think, is like literally exactly what I think they needed to do. Get a football mind in there, sit in on these interviews, and have some back knowledge on the game. And Um, it sounds like
2: Barry Sanders will also be uh, involved with these interviews to a degree. I don't know how much, uh, and a few other people. So a couple former players uh, kind of be involved in the hire. (laughs) We can blame blame them when it goes wrong this time. (laughs) Yeah, right.
4: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I like that he's – I don't I don't know what Mer, uh, Millen's exact situation was as an announcer, but I like that he's been specifically announcing Lions games. So he's been kind of been watching from a sort of critical bird's eye view, you know, that, of the team. So he probably already has plenty of ideas, like you said, of what they need and of where to go with this team. So, yeah, I'm really excited to see what he lends.
2: Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to miss Spielman in the booth. I always enjoy when he announces our uh, games. Uh, I so know he's I like the only, only announcer Steven. I like. Because <laughs> uh, he's both critical but also like a fan uh, of the team when he announces them. Uh, he's a so. lion, man. Yeah. Yeah. a lion.
1: Do you mean he, he's the only announcer you like that does Lions games? Because we usually get the garbage announcers. He's like one of the few yeah.
4: Sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't really listen to announcers from other teams so I yeah, I don't care about them. I care about the guy that talks about my team. So, yeah,
1: yeah. fair enough.
0: Bob, remember when he rated to Joe Buck right at the at
2: that line? Oh yeah.
1: He was walking out of the booth. We were in yeah. the um, the club section and uh Connor always vowed If he ever saw Joe Buck, he would punch him in the face. And then I did see him. him. (laughs) And I did not punch him. Oh, man.
3: (laughs) I never
0: forgave him for his White Sox coverage. And then uh, his, yeah. Yeah.
3: With the Lions. He was awful.
2: Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. So uh, let's move on to the actual game here. Uh, The the Lions had a couple injuries uh, this week to look into. So first of all, Stafford with his ribs he hasn't practiced all week I mean he's gonna be uh, it sounds like a game time decision uh they did put Jordan Tiamu a fourth quarterback on the active roster so that might be a sign that they don't think uh or no sorry they added him to the practice squad and moved uh, David Blau to active roster so that's the kid
4: from uh, XFL
2: yeah yeah uh,
4: the
2: Battle Hawks or something? Yeah, the St. Louis Battle Hawks quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have a, a Battlehawks. He, he was on the Chiefs practice squad for a little while this season, then got released, and now uh, the Lions pick him up uh, here. Uh, and and that people, a lot of people think that's a sign that Matt Stafford is most likely not going to play. I mean, he hasn't practiced all week. Uh, looked extremely sore at the end of the last game. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a wild card. But somebody brought up uh, Chris Burke uh, that – you know, th- there was a similar situa- situation last year where Stafford was sore all week. People didn't think he was going to play, and then he suited up against the Kansas City Chiefs and threw for 300 yards and a few touchdowns. So if anybody's going to play at Stafford, uh, that would be able to, you know, push through this and play uh, at a upper,
4: yeah. a high level, high level. I could, I could see management shutting him down uh, at this point, honestly. I, the playoffs are... I mean, pretty much a pipe dream at this point. Like, not a we... pipe
2: dream, not a pipe dream. <laughs> all we yeah. need is the Vikings, Bears, and Cardinals to lose two of their last three games, and us <laughs> to win out. That's all we need.
4: That's all we need. But uh, well, fine. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure Stafford will play if he has the choice and he's w- ready to go. I don't. I mean, he's he's a tough guy. He'll he'll play if he can,
1: and they let him. Yeah, I I don't I don't think Stafford's gonna play. But I mean, if anybody would, it would be him. But I would kind of like to see Blau in there instead of Chase Daniel. I know we paid Chase Daniel a bunch of money, but just at this point, you know, to evaluate him for the future, it'd be interesting to, to see him. I wouldn't uh, mind that. Bevel's not going to do that, maybe. though, because
0: he's fighting to keep his head coach's job.
1: <laughs> That's right. true. That's yeah, true. exactly. Yeah, I think um, the team will be fired up. You know, we'll see.
0: They almost beat the Packers, who a lot of people say are like the second or third best team in the league. So, know. Well,
4: Bob gave him a participation trophy,
1: so yeah. I mean, there's that. Um, the u- the other, yeah,
2: the the other significant injury in this game, uh, coming into this game, is the bizarre bizarre injury of Frank Ragnow, who fractured his throat. Apparently, it was damage to his uh, vocal cords, and they are waiting for further assessment. Uh, they'll know more tomorrow. We're recording this on a Thursday. They'll know more. Um, on his outcome for the game But they, they have instructed him not to talk all week <laughs> um, He had suffered this injury In the first quarter of the last game Apparently he wasn't speaking much during that game either uh, But he still fought through it And he gave him no Pressures, no sacks, no anything He, he played as one of the top three centers In the league last week What do we think about this bizarre Frank Ragnow injury
3: did you, hear, did you hear what Ragnow said After the game?
4: What did he say?
2: Did he say something?
4: did he say? What did he say? <laughs> i mean he's a profound guy i'm not surprised he said that Uh, it's almost as good as
0: your uh trubisky impression i mean if you already played with
4: it if you already played with it through that game i don't i don't know how much talking a center needs to do for these guys like what kind of signals he has to put a cast on
3: a broken throat you put a cast on it
0: you swallow it get the
4: like a swallow
0: yeah No, I just made that up. I have no idea.
4: (laughs) It sounds like you you should be able to play. You don't need to be able to talk to push guys around. (laughs) It's a weird injury, though.
2: It it is very bizarre. so
4: weird. I love his brother on Twitter.
2: (laughs) Yeah. What did his brother say?
4: Something like, oh, yeah, I've seen tougher or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen tougher
2: (laughs) guys out there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Um. I mean, as and as far as the rest of the injury report goes, it's it's the same that we saw last week. Uh, Kenny Galladay is apparently just done playing football for this year. So, uh, apparently, yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even know if he's trying to get back on the field at this point. I don't know what the hell's going on with him. And what right now, based on you know, Kenny Galladay does have a history of injuries. Uh, is it even worth franchising him, or is it worth letting him go to free agency?
3: That's a good awesome. question
2: it's tough it's to pay tough. this guy I think this guy wanted to be paid as a top 10 receiver but it's hard to be paid as a top 10 receiver when you're not on the field
4: exactly. yeah. I mean yeah. it's gonna hurt his negotiations and contracts as a free agent too so oh yeah I mean he'll still probably get paid pretty well just on the chance someone will take a chance on him but uh I don't know maybe we can retain him just ne- try to negotiate him in free agency and get him for a, a decent price I don't know
0: yeah, I used to want to franchise him, but now with this lingering injury, I feel like we can get a better deal on him. I'd still like to lock him down though, long term.
1: Yeah, because yeah.
4: otherwise we'll have to go to like the draft or someone else as a free agent. So I mean, yeah. well, I think even if we Traver. sign him, we might want to draft a receiver because Marvin Jones uh, yes. is getting a little long in the tooth. I mean, Fist will be coming well, along in his Hall of Fame career, but, you know, we need yeah. other guys, too. I,
2: I think it's very likely the Lions are uh, going to draft a receiver next year, just based on the fact that Marvin Jones and Amendola are free agents. Who knows if they come back? Kenny Galladay, we don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, all, all three could potentially not return next year. Yeah, um, so, that, there's a lot going on with our wide receiver position heading into 2021.
4: Which sucks considering we also really badly need D-linemen and
2: Linebackers. <laughs> yeah. Even Jamal yeah. Agnew's a free agent next year. So there there's oh, a lot. A lot uh <laughs> in the wide receiver position that's probably gonna change from now until next year. Um so let's let's get into the actual game. So Lions, uh eleven point underdogs traveling <laughs> to Tennessee this weekend. Oh man, and they're facing the number one rusher in the entire NFL, a guy that just gets better as the season goes on, and Derrick Henry. And don't don't sleep on this. Their wide receivers either. Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Brown, and Corey Davis are. Corey Davis is actually playing at a very high level this year compared to where he's been the last two years. But A.J. Brown is a beast. It's hard to believe that A.J. Brown and Metcalf are on the same team in college, and that team did not go to like a college football playoff or compete for a New Year's Six Bowl even. Because <laughs> uh, those two are just those two receivers are huge. And massive and I think AJ Brown almost is a bigger issue than Derek Brown coming to the or Derek Henry coming to this game. But Yeah. Just because of our, our defense. Our, <laughs> Anyone's our, an issue. Yeah, our <laughs> entire defense. Our entire defense. Do we think do we have confidence alliance can stop Derrick Henry? No. I I I, I don't. Yeah. No,
1: I don't. They can slow him down.
3: I think they're capable.
2: What I if do. they put nine they put nine guys in the box?
3: Oh, well, whatever they got to do, you know, it's kind of <laughs> straight on one thing, right? Just stop one guy, and then of course they'll get torched over me with the passing game, but they could stop Derek. That's all I'm
0: They'll only surrender like 130 yards to him on the ground. That'll be how they stop him. Yeah. You know the moral
3: victory there, I guess. The
0: bend mm-hmm. really far, but don't break defense. <laughs> right. The
3: bend really far, break sometimes, or break <laughs> most <laughs> of the time still. <laughs>
2: I don't think um, I don't think we have Everson Griffin back still for this game. It's just uh, our defense is alright It was already Good under guy. like you know under man just talent wise, and now under man injury wise. Just every everything about it is a disaster right now. Hey yeah.
4: is he, how's uh, Shelton looking?
2: Uh, he done. He done. Yeah, he still isn't practicing. He's on IR still.
4: Yeah, that's a big difference maker.
2: I guess so. <laughs> um,
4: I mean, he's our best run defense or defender. I'd argue Pennicini's better. Yeah. I like Pennicini. I, I, I like Pennicini really too, but he's been Shelton, Shelton actually gets some penetration. That's all. He gets some, he pushes the pocket and stuff, but he offers a little more, I think, but I like Pennicini. He just kind of affects a small little area, though. <laughs> Yeah. And a wide area, actually.
3: That guy's wide. Um,
2: it, it, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, we don't need to get into super involved uh, with the no. details of this game. No. I think we know what it is right now. So, let's move on to our final segment. And that is our world famous yeah. predictions. They are
3: yeah!
2: the world. This is what everybody across the nation waits for every Thursday or Friday when we put out the everybody. episode. Everybody. Um, like they say
3: in Germany, does this is the world famous predictions? <laughs> That's
4: how they say they it. They do say that. And in Ireland, all oh, the fucking world famous predictions are about to come on. <laughs> what do they say in Kyrgyzstan? I don't know what they say. <laughs> I know
3: what
1: uh, <laughs> Ragnar <Greg now> says. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, so Lions, <laughs> they currently sit as 11-point underdogs. Uh, it might, this, might, this line might grow higher if Stafford's listed officially out. Who knows? Over-under is 51-and-a-half, so a pretty high over-under. Let's start whoa. with you, Connor. What's your prediction for this game?
0: Well, I think at the start of this game, Stafford is not going to be playing, and I think the Lions are going to go down early. They're going to go down 21-nothing at the half.
4: Whoa. Whoa, hold whoa. on, hold
0: on, hold on. But then
2: Connor drinks his Kool-Aid but then the team. They take Michael's stuff at halftime.
0: And Bevel's like squinting. He's looking at the tunnel and he just sees this halo of light and Matt Stafford emerges. He said, coach, Ooh. put me in. I'm ready to go. Bevel said, all right, kid, go out there and do what you do best. So then Stafford lights it up for five second half touchdown passes.
1: Whoa! <laughs> wow.
0: And the Lions, wow. the Lions win 35-21. The defense is so inspired that they get three turnovers. <laughs> um, they don't score a second half point and the lions come home with the victory 35. Oh, there to we go. I love it.
2: Wow. There we go. What a majestic game.
1: It's,
0: yeah. it's <laughs> going to be magical.
2: I love it. <laughs> Just you wait. Tis yeah. The season, <laughs> Bob, do you feel the magic for this game?
1: Uh, I'm not quite feeling that magic, but uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I think it's going to be a tough game for our offense with the, uh, Probably a backup quarterback. Our receivers are down, you know, and uh, it's it's not looking good. But, I mean, the one good thing is DeAndre Swift said he feels normal again, and I like mm. that. So I think we're going to be not so much passing this game. Um, they might bounce a few off of Cephas' chest, but, uh, you know, Amidala, a few catches. But uh, basically it's going to be uh, Swift, the Swift show on offense. And uh, I think the defense is going to be inspired because uh, these guys are playing for their careers right now, like uh, Jared Davis and Tavai. Those guys, I don't know if they'll be around next year, so we'll see. But they're going to be inspired to put on a show for the coaches. Uh, so I think we're going to—it's going to be a close game, and the Lions are going to win uh, seventeen to ten. Oh, so oh my goodness, yeah, the defense shows up, and Swift has a big game. And he outrushes Derrick Henry. So
2: I like that. All right. Well, then. let's go to you. Rudd dog. All right. So I do
4: think Swift's going to be a big factor. I think he's going to run for over hundred yards in this game, but he's also going to get like another 60 on uh, passes as well. He's going to score a touchdown. The real star of the show though, is going to be Quintus Cephas. He's going to catch two touchdowns for 152 <laughs> yards. Wow. And, uh, and then, but then the, the, um, oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, also, Swift gets another touchdown in there. I forgot that one. Um, but so it's two touchdowns to Cephas and Swift. But then the improbable is going to happen and the defense is going to force a fumble on Derrick Henry and run it Ooh. back for a touchdown to make it five touchdowns, 35 points, 35 to 13, Detroit Lions. <laughs>
1: Wow, who's gonna force the fumble and who's
4: running it back? Jamie Collins is gonna force it and Penicini is gonna run it back.
2: <laughs> I love that. I love that. Is it a four is it a four yard yeah. touchdown? Is it a thirty
4: two no. yard touchdown run and he's gonna shake a couple guys with this tankishness. I love it.
2: Love
4: it. <laughs> he's gonna stiff arm Tannehill
2: into the end zone. All right. Let's go to you, UJ.
3: All right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, on paper, this looks like a mismatch and it looks like we should are going to get destroyed. Like why even show up for this one? Right. But in reality, it's a different story. You know, these lions are playing for something. Bevel's playing for something. These players are playing, they're auditioning for their futures and their jobs and everything like that.
2: And the playoffs We're not out and of the, it yet. And
3: the playoffs,
2: but, uh, <laughs> but, I,
3: but Tennessee, you know, they're, they're cruising along, they're crushing people and all that. I think they're going to take us very lightly and, What's going to happen is, you know, at breakfast time. They're going to, like, Derek Henry's. <laughs> he looks a Lions, and he's going to just shout out like a massive breakfast, you know, which they usually eat light, you know, on game day. And then they're going to be taking it lightly, and all of a sudden, the game's going to get hard and rough, and then Henry's going to have to take a dump like um, in the middle of the game, like he's, Lamar he's Jackson. I think to have to leave the it's game. Like yeah, like Lamar Jackson. <laughs> He'll be gone for at least a quarter, maybe more. <laughs> okay, because like anyway, yeah, and and Lions are going to play inspired because breakfast burritos, you know,
1: I think. From they, yeah,
3: and they have nothing to lose. the Lions, right? So they're going to play out of their minds, but it's going to be a low-scoring game. So, bet the under, and I say the Lions are going to pull this one out. I'd say seventeen to six.
2: Oh, yes,
3: seventeen to six. That's
2: wow! Cool. What an inspired defensive performance. Yeah,
3: oh yeah, yeah.
2: All right wow all right uh so i i think this is gonna be a lot closer game <laughs> um I, <laughs> uh, I i think derrick is gonna get his for sure in this one to a degree uh but i think the lions are gonna throw out all the stops here on offense all the trick plays that uh has got up his sleeve the best the best call as possible i do think Stafford's gonna play in this game uh, just my gut that's what my gut is telling me i i all the things he's been saying in his press conference doesn't take him out. It sounds like he kind of is planning to play. So I'm, I'm going to go 31-28. Lions win. It's going to be a close game, but they pulled the upset on the road. Ooh, yeah! Wow. Wow. Lions, Lions right now, four and a half to one odds to win this game, wait, by the wait way. Wait a second. Uh, money line. Smash smash just... Lions money line. Wait. Did <laughs> we all
4: just – It's Im... I don't believe it. I think one, we all two,
2: just – We all picked the
4: Lions. Yeah. That's crazy. That's
2: improbable. Never happens. Never
0: happens. Notice how much more fantastical our predictions have gotten since Patricia has left too. Like we had a lot more flair and pizzazz into them. I like.
4: (laughs) You know, Bevel doesn't only inspire the team. He inspires
2: us. (laughs) Oh, so that, that will, um, I think wrap it up here for our week 15, uh, Preview and predictions uh, as the Lions travel to Tennessee. Instagram at DrinkingBlueKoolAid. Kool-Aid, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Please subscribe to this podcast. Please share. And please leave a review. Really appreciate it. Uh, so everybody, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Drink some Kool-Aid on Sunday. You're gonna need a lot of it. Lots of Kool-Aid. And you know, we'll we'll see what happens. So thank you everybody for listening. And last but not least, as always, go. 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 Forward down the field A charging team that will not
1: yield And when the blue and silver wave
2: Stand and cheer the brave Rock! 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 Go hard, win the game With honor you will keep your fame Down the field
4: and gain Alliance victory! Go. Go!